now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome again to another Sunday edition of Rod Real Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along John Cassidy. It is our pleasure to welcome you to the show tonight. I know there's a lot of distractions out there, so I can't tell you how much we appreciate you sitting down. And whether it's on your computer or it's on your favorite uh, podcast site or if it's on RodandReelRadio.com listening to the show we got a great show lined up for you tonight, a lot of variety. Let me tell you exactly what's going to be happening. Out of the gate, hey, we're going to talk about all things Gamagatsu. We've got Rick Carr from the LH French Company. He's been the longtime representative for Gamagatsu products here in the Southern California area. And chances are great if you have bought a Gamagatsu hook anywhere here in Southern California. It was probably sold to that dealer by Rick Carr. So Rick's going to be with us later on coming up in the hour. Dwayne Pontenot is going to be with us from the San Diego Anglers. It's that time again, the 2020 San Diego Bay Bass Tournament is just around the corner. We're going to find out all the details you're going to need to fish that event. And then Wayne is just back from fishing Lake El Salto at Billy Chapman's Anglers in International, so maybe we can get a report on how he did, too. And then the second hour of the show, man, this is an individual I've been trying to get on the show for almost six months, and I'm glad we can have him on for our last broadcast of the year. Steve, Steve Yatomi is going to be with us from Adventure Travel Alliance. Have you ever thought about fishing uh, Miramar or maybe New Guinea? Or how about the Amazon, Africa, you know, any of these places around the world? It'd be on your bucket list. We're going to talk to an individual that fished all these locations and more just last year. So Steve Yatomi is going to be with us. But before we get started, let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Reel Radio. First of all, Stan Vandenberg, the voice of one Android Bass Boat, who's normally with us is with his family in Texas, so I don't believe we'll have Stan with us tonight. But we will have my other co-host. She is the national sales manager for Iserline, represents many other fine products in the fishing industry. She's also a very accomplished fisherman and hunter in her own right, Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing, ma'am? I'm doing the same as you. I'm the other underfished host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you've had a chance to go on some great trips this year. Man, when 
you know, we look back at some of our trips for 2019, Wendy, we've been pretty lucky and been able to take uh, advantage of this exceptional bite we've had here in Southern California. You know, it's pretty amazing. We live in a wonderful area where it's nice and sunny. The bluefin are big. You can catch, you know, bay fish or you can go inshore or offshore and and fresh water. And I mean, it, there's just so many options for us. We are indeed very lucky. You got that, and maybe later on in the show we'll go over the local reports and talk, uh, and we'll be talking about the Bay Bass Tournament. San Diego Bay is always hot, so there's always something going on there. But, Wendy, let's get to our first guest. He's a gentleman that I've known for a long time because we sell gamakatsu here at Angler's Arsenal and Western Plastics uh, in Lakeside. He is uh, with the uh, LH French Company, longtime rep for gamakatsu. He knows gamakatsu hooks inside and out. Mr. Rick Carr. Rick, welcome to Rod Real Radio. Hey, it's good to be here. It's really great to be here. It is. Rick, it's great having you. Say hello to Wendy, too. I know you've known Wendy for a long time also. Hi, Wendy. Glad to have you on board. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. You know, Rick, I think one thing that always amazes me about gamakatsu hooks is not only the number of different styles of hooks, but when you realize, a lot of people just don't realize how big gamakatsu is worldwide. Can can you give us any idea about just how large they are? Well, you know, I because they sell so many more products in Japan and and in other parts of the country, and we don't we don't even touch that. The only way I can tell you how big they are is our catalog in the U.S., which is hooks and a few accessories, is probably about a quarter inch thick. And the World Japan uh, catalog is probably an inch and a quarter inch. So you can you can tell just how big they are versus you know what what we do here in the states. You know, you know, it was one time I think we were at uh, one of the dealer shows, and I had an opportunity to be to be chit chatting at that time. The owner of Gamakatsu, and we were looking at maybe why don't we make this hook or why don't we make that hook? And he explained to me. He says, John, he says Gamakatsu makes a million and a quarter hooks a day. The United States represents about ten percent of that market now. Where do you want me to stop making hooks so we can make a special hook for this or that or anything? And, and I guess he's got something going there. Well, no, he does, and but he still has has developed some things for our for our market. I mean, we have fourteen new products just in hooks uh, introducing in twenty twenty. So that's well, talk- uh, that's pretty significant for Gamakatsu in one year. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of that stuff, and as it relates, first of all, to uh, you know the great saltwater bite that we've had out here. And unless you've been living in a cave uh, for the past three years, you realize that this is probably a, a bite of epic proportions off our Southern California waters. And Gamakatsu has had hooks, I think, to meet every need. In the beginning, it seemed like it, it you needed a larger hook, and then just coming into this. Uh, this past few months, Rick, were you surprised at the type of hooks that were going out to catch these fish? <laughs> I was really surprised. You know, one of the things we developed 
and we're actually introducing uh, right now and at the uh, at the beginning of next year, especially at the Fred Hall Show, is this new HD uh, Nautilus hook, which is in a two o to four o size, but it's thirty percent thicker wire than the standard Nautilus that was that's been on the market for a long time. So we thought this was going to be the hook the, for for this year, and so we got it in in June. Uh, rushed it in, and then all of a sudden find out that, hey, they're using standard Nautilus smaller hooks down to 1 and 1.0, and uh, <laughs> so it's it's kind of uh, not falling on its face, but it's uh, it, we're waiting for some uh, some bigger fish to come in and uh, and some bigger bait, and, and uh, hopefully these fish won't be as line shy so we can actually get these hooks out there and, and, and catch a fish, so... Yeah, I was really surprised at the size of the hook uh, that's that's uh, being used right now to to catch some of these bigger fish. So, you know, one thing we have to take into consideration too, uh, Rick, is that Gamakatsu has a proprietary wire that they use that's not available to any other hook manufacturer. That's their own making, and it's one of the key elements that makes a Gamakatsu hook what a Gamakatsu hook is. That's true. That's true. And both in fresh and salt water. I mean, even then, when you start looking at the nanocoat finish on this uh, tournament grade wire, which is the thinnest and strongest in the freshwater lines, it's the same thing. We get the best steel and the best grade wire for both our fresh and saltwater hooks. Uh, and so, you know, it's proprietary to us so that we really, uh, really kind of own that market. And you know that, John. You've been selling our stuff for so long. So, oh man, uh, you know, yeah, I I don't want to keep flip flopping back and forth, but with the new finesse hooks that Kamikaze has come out with uh, for freshwater, and you happen to mention uh, a term called nano coating, a lot of people would know that as Teflon coating, but because Teflon is a proprietary name by the du- uh, Dupont company. They can't call it Teflon, so it's called the Nanocoat. But even with these new hooks that are coming out that are finesse hooks and worm hooks, and now even with the treble hooks, the wire is 80% um, smaller than the standard Gamakatsu wire, which is pretty small to begin with, but the hook is 20% stronger. And man, when it comes to penetration, a lot of people go... I can't believe that there's such a small barb on a gamakatsu hook. How does that thing ever stay in in a fish or anything like that? Well, just get one of those things in your finger and see how hard it is to pull it out. It's an amazing barb on there. It's very, very sharp. I'm really sticky. I mean, really sticky. And the turn uh, grade wire on all that finesse stuff is 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 the key. I mean, the nano coating. It helps it, especially on the on the penetration. But that thin, thin, thin wire at, with its with its strength is the key to the to to that uh, freshwater business. And, and we do. We are introducing three new products. The G Finesse Stinger uh, helped event. Uh, Brent Eller tried to uh, help to uh, get that on the market. The G Finesse Weedless Stinger and the B10 Stinger T- TDW Nano Smooth Coat, which will we'll, uh, hit the market here, if it hasn't already, in the next uh, month or so. 
Absolutely right. You know, we mentioned that there are such a wide variety of hooks that Gamakatsu has. It's it's almost impossible for a dealer to carry every variety. But let's talk uh, about, first of all, the, the salt water. And Rick, what are some of the hooks that you recommend that uh, fishermen should be going out with when it comes to uh, uh, a saltwater trip uh, that, uh, that they should have in their tackle box? Well, everybody should have RJ hooks, and uh, the the 184 series, our live bait hook, is probably our number one seller. We sell it in both ringed and non-ringed in 25 packs and pocket packs. That's, you've got to have that. And then the tuna fishermen have uh, really gone crazy over our Nautilus hook, and we make the Nautilus in three configurations, actually four configurations, but for the West Coast, it's our standard Nautilus, it's our heavy-duty Nautilus and our super Nautilus. Now, the only ringed hooks in that are the standard Nautilus and the heavy-duty. Um, the super Nautilus is uh, not ringed any longer. We used to ring that, but uh, that was a brazed ring, and uh, we went away from that, and now every ring that we sell on our products is a one-piece ring where the eye of the hook is bent around the, the thing, so there's no... So it's, it's a much smoother... Uh, transition from ring to eye of the hook. So that and uh, heavy duty again, the heavy duty live bait, and then we make for the anchovy bite when it's that's all we have. The smaller baits, we make the uh, live bait in a light wire, both ringed and non-ringed, which uh, is really good for fishing those. I would have in my arsenal live bait, heavy duty live bait. Have a uh, live bait light, uh, probably mostly ringed in California, Southern California. That's the, the preferred hook is the ringed hook, and then um, in the in the circle hooks, probably just the uh, uh, Nautilus and the heavy duty Nautilus. That's that's what I'd be carrying in my arsenal, along with if I'm uh, jig fishing, uh, assist hooks, that type of thing. I might change out some of my uh, regular jig hooks uh, for my trebles to some of our uh, 4X strong trebles. Um, we we pretty much have it all, even in, even when you get into uh, lead heads. Uh, we're developing more and more lead heads for that market. And now we've got a big worm hook, the monster hook, uh, which is made for some of those heavy, heavy baits, slug baits, calico bass type baits, uh, hollow body baits that can be used in fresh or salt water. We're making that new that that new hook, uh, which is keeled um, in a nine o ten o and twelve o size. And before that, wow. uh, it only went up to a seven o. So, and I know that you you're making some baits that that those those hooks are going to fit. I know that for sure. So, uh, we've been uh, we've been making swim baits for a long time, and we have a vast selection of the. The Gamagatsu, uh, you know, monster hooks, and and I'm glad to see them go up to a larger size because, truthfully, the baits are getting larger and thicker and everything else like that, and and now Gamagatsu has a product to go along with it. But Rick, one of the things I wanted to to hit on, there there's no standardization of hooks in the hook size industry. And a lot of people have to realize that if they see another manufacturer or they see someone saying, hey, you've got to be using 
a number two hook or a number four hook or something for this tuna bite. And you look at Gamakatsu and you see, well, Gamakatsu is only offering a one-odd hook or anything like that. That doesn't necessarily mean that that hook isn't exactly the right size that the the fisherman should be using because it it might be exactly the right size and you're just going by a a, a nomenclature that that is just not standardized in the industry. Well, that's true. That's true. That's what's so nice about our catalog. Our catalog actually has the actual size. If you can get a hold of one of our catalogs, either go online and order one in, or if you're at one of the, these upcoming shows or parking lot events where Damakatsu is, pick up one of our catalogs because it's got actual sizes in the catalog, and it and it's true to size. So you can be able to see what a one is versus what a, a one o is in our in our hooks. So. Well, just be aware of that. Even when you go into your local dealer and they have a number of different manufactured hooks and you look at the Gamakatsu product and the size and you look at the size of another hook that has the same size number, you'll probably easily recognize the fact that, hey, that Gamakatsu product is the product I should be using. Hey, uh, Rick, we got to take a break. Is there any way I can get you to stay on for, uh, with us a little bit longer? Sure. No problem. All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod and Real Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. Wendy and I are speaking with Rick Carr. We're speaking, obviously, Gamakatsu Hooks. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more Rod and Real Radio to come after these messages. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure... You have the gear for your next adventure. Visit Turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters. The PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone-crushing drag. Quantum Fishing. We are performance-tuned. 
Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a longtime owned family business. Go to lensandcharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. With us this hour is Rick Carr from the LH French Company. We're talking about all things gamakatsu hooks. We've been talking a little bit about the freshwater hooks, saltwater hooks, gone through sizes, uh, you know, how they're different than other manufacturers, also the quality of the hook. And, you know, Rick, one of the things that a lot of people don't know about, and I know we carry uh, a variety of them here in the store, and uh, you can find them at a lot of other dealers. Uh, the flat falls have really been a uh, uh, a big product uh, uh, for catching tuna knife jigs. And Gamakatsu's got a great selection of assist hooks for going uh, and redoing flat falls and, and knife jigs. Oh, yeah, they do. They, I mean, they have a ton. Uh, mostly the five, uh, five, ten assist, and now we have the new five twenty assist and a new six twenty assist with a with a solid ring on it. So heavy, a little bit heavier line for for uh, uh, bigger fish. But uh, yeah, we've had uh, assist hooks for a really long time, and and we sell really well. They sell really well. You know, one that's of the, the things uh, go technology... Ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that's another one you're going to want to have in your arsenal, especially if you're on long-range fish uh, fishing trips or you're on some of these bluefin where you're actually dropping jigs down trying to get the fish that are suspended under the boat. One of the uh, technologies that you can find on uh, some of these assist hooks, but you can also find on uh, gamakatsu uh, uh, treble hooks, is what they call the... Um, uh, the magic eye, and what is the magic eye? Because people might see it on the packaging, but not recognize it by just looking at the product. Well, the magic eye is a tapered eye of the hook, so it's tapered at the top, so you don't have to use a split ring uh, plier to uh, get the hook on onto a split ring. So it'll push into the split ring, and then you just twist it onto the split ring, and that's what the magic eye is for. It's awesome. It really is awesome. <laughs> well, especially when you have, a, let's say, a, a 4X hook like you're using, maybe if you're replacing, uh, uh, you know, on a on a jig or if you want a, a treble somewhere and, and you have that little bit thicker wire and you're using a 4-aught or a 5-aught gamakatsu, you use that magic eye, and, man, it makes it a whole lot easier getting it on a, a heavy-duty split ring. Oh, yeah, it's it's... It's a great feature, and 
we were, you know, we were the first to come out with that, and it's uh, it's done really well, and we keep developing more and more. We just uh, developed last year a trolling hook with the Magic Eye, so that single trolling hook uh, that can be, you know, just popped right onto a split ring, and that that hook actually goes in a three zero all the way up to a seven zero. Great. Rick, is there uh, any kamikatsu hooks that you uh, can think of that, with us rigging yummy flyers uh, like that, that the uh, uh, we can use on on a yummy flyer? Because there's a lot of brands on out there. I like to stay with a kamikatsu because of its sharpness, the fact that it it is a uh, a little more of a slender wire, but at the same time super strong. Uh, do we have a, a a hook for a yummy flyer? Well, I would. You know, honestly, I think I'd use the uh, 4X Octopus, uh, which is a straight eye. Um, we make that both in a, uh, I mean, it's a great white sea bass hook if you use the offset, but we make it both in uh, uh, inline and in offset, and it can be used for various things. I mean, we make it all from 2.0 all the way up to a 10.0 size. So, I mean, even baiting a marlin, you could, it's a perfect hook for that. Yeah, I've uh, we've uh, used in the shop here. Uh, uh, Gamakatsu makes a welded eye tuna hook that goes all the way up to a, a eleven knot, and we find that that hook works pretty good along with uh, uh, the four X trebles if you want to use that. So there's all all kinds of things that you can use for rigging your yummies that Gamakatsu makes. Right, and, and that also that four X strong hook. A lot of people are using that uh, on uh, Wahoo bombs for, for the guys that are building their own Wahoo bombs or buying uh, different uh, Wahoo bombs that are out there. Um, they use that uh, that uh, that one I talked about. That's the nine eight series in the four yes. uh, X strong uh, straight eye uh, octopus hook. So. It's a great product. You know, a lot of people might think, oh, say you're saying 4X are strong. Well, that means that they they anneal the wire, they jack it on up, and in doing that, that makes it brittle. But I cannot think of a time, and I'm, I'm going back because, you know, we've been selling Gamakatsu hooks for a long time. I cannot think of a customer that has come on by and told us that they've had a failure of a gamakatsu hook by it breaking no matter what it is. And we've gone through a few hooks in our lifetime here. Yes. You know, and, and I work shows, and I, you would think that if we've had issues, that people would come up to me at the shows and tell me that, hey, I, you know, I broke this hook or I broke that hook. And, and honestly, in the many years that I've been doing this, uh, nobody has ever ever even come up to me at the show and said, I broke this hook or, or I've had an issue with bending this hook. So no, we're a really strong hook company, premier hook company. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, we're second to none. I mean, it, it is, it's a phenomenal hook. It really is. We, uh, we want to talk a little bit about new products and a, a product that's kind of like uh, what you would think of as out of Kamikatsu's wheelhouse, but a lot of people don't recognize that worldwide, Gamakatsu sells a lot more than just hooks. But here in the United States, they're coming out with uh, uh, a product that, you know, Flambeau's in the market, Plano's in the market. You know, there's a lot of people in that market, but they're coming out with utility cases now for the fishermen. We've got them here in the shop, and I've got to tell you that, yes, we have Flambeau, we've got Plano, but 
when people start seeing these distinctively blue gamakatsu utility boxes, they're drawn to them, and the features of these things are great. Tell us a little bit about the gamakatsu utility uh, cases, would you, uh, Rick? Okay, well, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty much the same sizes that are out there on the market. I mean, the competition of, of Plano, Flambeau, Pretty much 3,600, 3,500, 3,700. Those three sizes are the best-selling sizes in utility boxes. And Kamikatsu is making those. They're making a deep 3,500. They're making uh, a new deep 3,700. They've got a standard 3,700, a couple of different 3,600s. So it's going to work in existing uh, tackle boxes that are out there. So if somebody has a soft bag that is that is designed for 3,600 size boxes, they can actually put the gamakatsu box in there. What's key about the gamakatsu box is that there are so many uh, variations on the divider system, and it is very tight-fitting at the bottom. So on smaller hooks, if you're putting smaller hooks in compartments that you're, that you're building with these, these dividers, it's not going to travel from one to the other. When you put a size one next to a size two, it's going to stay size one, size two in that compartment, and it's not going to travel. So um, very, very cool box, uh, reasonably priced. Um, it, it's, really, it's really starting to take off for us. It really is. And we introduced this year, just talking about new product, a new backpack tackle storage uh, uh, unit, which is really neat, and it comes with three of the blue utility boxes in it. It comes with two standard 3,600 sizes and a deep 35. So, pretty nice. Is that is that one uh, uh, backpack, or are there two different backpacks, like a medium and a large, or what, uh, Rick? No, it's one. It's one backpack. They're making some dry bags, but the dry bags are really more for storage to keep everything dry, uh, clothing, uh, things like that. Um, this backpack storage unit is one size, and uh, it's, it's actually available at a, at a few retailers that are out there right now. Um, but it comes, with, like I said, with three of the utility boxes in it, and then uh, room for, to add some more utilities, smaller sizes for hooks and that type of thing. You know, uh, Rick, you have done, I don't even think you want to think about the number of miles you've logged and the number of shows that you've done throughout the country <laughs> representing Gamakatsu and a lot of the other products that the uh, LH French company has. But in your whole time, is there one story that stands out or maybe one story that you have about a Gamakatsu product that you just shake your head and, and you just go, uh, it, it's only because of the fact that you were using this product. You know, it wasn't, yeah, and, and, and it wasn't anybody I knew. It was, it was just somebody that came up to a show and said, um, we, were, we, we were fishing on a boat, um, and the only thing they would bite is a small live bait hook uh, by Gamakatsu. And he said, I had one. I had one hook, <laughs> and he said it was responsible for uh, the jackpot fish, and it was responsible for a limit of yellowtail, and uh, I just kept using the hook and using the hook. I tied it. I retied it a couple times, but 
it was a phenomenal hook. And that pretty much tells you the story. And um, and I've actually heard that probably a couple of times, not just with that hook, but similar stories to that, to that, uh, uh, you know, that to that, you know, it's just, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal hook that, that I, does the I job. Can, you know what I mean? Just... I mean, these people spend thousands of dollars to go on this trip. They, their tackle is, is premier. They've got the best rods, the best reels, the best line, but the, thing that that's that's touching the fish is the hook so you've got to have the best hook on the market to uh to land that fish you just have to you know absolutely it, otherwise you know i've seen where i you know i've been on my long range trips and guys have broken hooks and straight hooks and you know you've got to have a good quality hook it's i mean that's the key it is i mean it's it's one thing to have the best rod. It's one thing to have the best two-speed reel or, or whatever you, you want to fish with, uh, fluorocarbon and all the other things that have, that have developed in our business. But, uh, but the, the, the thing that, that's, hooking, that, that's got the, the fish on the line in the first place is the hook. So <laughs> it's got to be the best, and that's what Gamakatsu is. I think one of the testaments that that amazes me every year is we supply a lot of gamakatsu octopus hooks up to Alaska to the guides up there, and the guides are working out of resorts, and a lot of times the resorts are given hooks by other different manufacturers, and the guides they insist on buying their own hooks from us and tying their own leaders because they know that if they are giving a customer a quality experience and that customer is paying all that money to be on up uh, at that lodge, they want to make sure that the most critical point between them and the fish, the hook, is a gamakatsu product and they come and they pay money for the gamakatsu product when they can be given other manufacturer products uh, for free. And I I think that's a big testimonial to the, the quality of gamakatsu not only in freshwater, but in saltwater, Rick. I, I agree with you 100%, John. I agree with you. All right, Rick. If, you know, we said people cannot normally find all the Gamakatsu products that in their local dealers, but if people want to review some of the hooks and different sizes and see some of the th- unique things that Gamakatsu has, uh, does Gamakatsu have a website that people can go to and and view these products? They do. It's www.gamakatsu.com. That's G-A-M-A-K-A-T-S-U.com. And you can, you can actually download a catalog right off the website, but you can look at everything that they have. You can do searches. But everything that they sell in the U.S. is on that website. Yeah. And I, I, every dealer has access to every product that gamakatsu makes so if you've got a particular need or you're not happy with a particular product that you're using ask your dealer uh to see the gamakatsu catalog explain to them what you're doing and they should be able through rick to be able to get that product to you in an expeditious manner so that 
you're going to be more dangerous and spend better quality time on the water because you've got a great product like Gamakatsu. Rick, we got to get going, but I can't thank you enough for being with us on Sunday night to tell us a little bit about Gamakatsu. We, we, we didn't even start scratching the surface when it came to jig hooks and fresh water and stuff like that, but let's hold that for another time if we can. Sure, we can. Thanks for having me. All right, Rick Carr from the LH French Company talking about all things Gamagatsu. Hey, Wendy and I are going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Dwayne Pontno from the San Diego Anglers is going to be with us. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands. And if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. We all like to travel, whether it's for business or it's pleasure. But one thing we all like to do, it's save money. Well, we got a travel tip for you. Bill Boyce has put together a travel website for you that can save you a lot of money. You can become your own travel agent. The site is bookwithboyce.com. You're going to save yourself 5 to 35% on all nationally advertised travel rates. You want to uh, go to Mexico? You want to go to Hawaii? Bookwithboyce.com can offer you outstanding prices. And here's the deal. There's no surprises for accommodations, rental cars, or activities. So try bookwithboyce.com now and thank Bill Boyce later on. We want to tell our listeners a little about Bajo La Luna Restaurant, located within a lush hidden garden in the heart of Cabo San Lucas. This family-run restaurant offers patrons a selection of unbelievable tapas, the most delicious Mexican entrees, an outstanding selection of wines and crafted cocktails, and the most amazing desserts all served in an upscale, casual, outdoors atmosphere at prices you'll find very affordable. When you visit Bajo La Luna, mention Rod and Real Radio, and there might just be a complimentary beverage served with your dining experience. Bajo La Luna is located right across the street from Cabo Wabo and offers free or valet parking. Get all the information you'll need to visit Bajo La Luna Restaurant on Facebook. Just click their direct link icon found on RodandRealRadio.com. 
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the fishing boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others, you're also helping yourself? Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%, lowers the risk of developing cancer, and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else and to help yourself. If you can't donate, you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit sandiegobloodbank.org. That's the sandiegobloodbank.org. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. Hey, you know, uh, Southern California, it's really cool here right now. Temperature in Cabo San Lucas today was 85 degrees, so here's a good thing to do. Just get on bookwithboys.com, book yourself a trip down to Cabo San Lucas, and then when you're down there, visit our good friend, Sissy Plowman's at uh, uh, Baja La Luna or La Golondrina Restaurant right across from Cabo Wabu, and have yourself a great meal, save a little money by mentioning that Rod and Real Radio sent you down there. It's a great way to spend a January weekend for sure. Hey, we're going to talk to a fella that he just came back from Mexico, but we're going to talk to him about a bunch of other things. He is from the San Diego Anglers and the 2020 San Diego Anglers Bay Bass Open is just right around the corner. Let's find out a little bit about it. Our good friend Dwayne Pontno is with us. Dwayne, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Thank you, John. Hey. Hey, welcome Dwayne. To- Hey, Woody oh, says hi, hi Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Now, Dwayne, uh, you know, uh, some people remember there were a few glitches in last year's event. And uh, <laughs> you've uh, actually kind uh, of, oh, kind of poked the, uh, um, I got to say, the, the hornet's nest a little bit this year and trying to plan this event. Tell us a little bit about that transition, will you please? Yes, this is our this is the twenty third annual San Diego Anglers Open Bay Bass Tournament. Now I was thinking not too long ago, this is our fourth attempt to try to do the twenty third annual. The first time it got canceled was because the launch ramp was being redeveloped down there at Shelter Island, and then it got canceled twice last year due to Heavy winds on both days that we um, uh, we picked, so this will be our fourth attempt at it. So on uh, January 25th of next year, we will have the the Bay Bass Tournament down at Shell Island Launch Ramp. Now you've even expanded the title. Yes, of the yes, I have. We're gonna, <laughs> we made a little humor out of it. We're going to call it the Let's Try It Again 23rd Annual San Diego Anglers Bay Bass Tournament. So we're actually going to put that on the shirt. Let's wow. try it again. Well, I know you have uh, made an effort to uh, uh, 
bring the entry forms to as many as the tackle stores as you can get to. But if a person can't get to a tackle store, is there a way to get an entry form and find out more information about the event? Yes, there certainly is. If you can't make it to a tackle store, and we have quite a few people that live outside of San Diego County that participate from Santa Barbara out to Las Vegas, out to Phoenix, um, just go to our website, sandiegoanglers.com, and click on the tournament tab. It's on the right-hand side of the page, and uh, and then follow it down and click on Open Bay Bass Tournament, and it opens up to our information page right at the top. There is a link to uh, download the entry form. Now, I know this tournament has been a uh, first-enter, uh, first-come uh, type of uh, a, a process. Uh, is there going to be, or has there been in the past, a limit on the number of teams you can have participating? And I know you have different categories. So does that uh, affect the total number of participants in the event? Uh, well, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. Yes, um, there's only 167 parking spots down at Shelter and Launch Ramp, so we don't want to oversell the parking lot. So years ago, uh, we limited to 150, uh, 150 teams, and this was before computers and Internet. Remember, this was only this was a mail-in tournament 25 years ago. You know, there was no such thing as smartphones or Internet, so the only thing to do was by... Uh, was by mail, and so um, everybody would race to get their entry form in, and uh, we'd always have to send some back because there was too many, but with the advent of smartphones and Internet and computers, uh, (laughs) it's very easy to get into it now. It's uh, press a button electronically and get a hold of me and um, find out if there's any any, uh, spaces available, and I'll tell you yes or no, and... uh, and then uh, mail your entry form in it, and, and, and we can do that electronically, too. You can scan it and get it to me, and I'll get it to the treasurer, and then they can bill you electronically if they want. It's a lot now, easier now. Now, the San Diego Bay Bass Tournament, that's sort of like all-encompassing. Can, can you actually tell us what the targeted species are, the limits, and uh, uh, just yes. maybe what the fishermen are going to be fishing for? Yes, there's a there's actually two divisions here. There's the there's the boat division, which is a two man teams, uh, no more than two men in a boat. And there's a kayak division, and, and they they do not uh, compete against each other. So the uh, the um, the boats and the kayaks, it's you bring in your largest three limit of bass. So so it's you can fish for calico bass, sand bass, or spotted bay bass. But for the most part, it's going to be Big sand bass is going to be in your limit. Every once in a while, a guy will race out uh, toward the toward um, where the Zuniga Jetty is, and uh, they'll catch a big calico first thing in the morning. There's about a 20-minute window where you can catch a nice calico before they move off into deep water. And but for the most part, it's a spotted bay bass. I mean, uh, sand bass. But uh, we do have a category for uh, the largest spotty of the tournament. Uh, Captain Bill Schaefer sponsors. Uh, a two hundred and fifty dollar uh, prize for the largest spot of bay bass. There's also a two hundred and fifty dollar prize for the largest bass of the tournament. That's uh, Seaforth Boat Rentals. And um, the first place, the first place for the uh, for the boat division is fifteen hundred dollars. That's sponsored by Doug out of Fisherman's Landing. And for the kayak division, uh, the the, uh, the largest. Uh, the first place winner wins five hundred dollars. It's sponsored by Ron Lane over at Fastlane Kayaks. There. 
Wow. Now, and we, uh, and we pay, and we pay down 25 places. And uh, John, you're in the mix there. I can't remember. You're, you're, you sponsor sixth or seventh place. So I don't remember, I don't remember what it is right off the bat, but you're right well, in the thank, mix there. We've always been proud to uh, support this event, even way before the San Diego Anglers uh, had it. But uh, uh, tell me, you know, we're talking about fishing sand bass and, you're normally fishing in the same neighborhood as other species, and one of those is halibut. Yes. Well, you have a, a halibut jackpot this year, too. You, you know, Yes, we will. And there's quite a contingency of people that just fish the, for the halibut in this tournament here. Of, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an optional jackpot. Um, you don't have to get into it, but it's a $5, a winner-take-all. And uh, Manny Marin down at Printing on 5th, he does print all of our entries for us. Um, He's... He puts in uh, $250 or $300, I don't remember. We get it up to about $1,000, so the, lar- the largest halibut of the tournament walks away with $1,000 cash. Now, this is just not an event for fishermen. This is an event no. that is open to the general public. And tell us, why should the general public really want to come down and uh, see this event, Dwayne? Because we're having a party down at Shelter Island Lawn Tramp, that's why. Um, we put up a 4,000-square-foot tent in case we have bad weather, and we invite some sponsors down. They set up their tables, and uh, and then we feed uh, everybody who shows up. If you sh- if you come on down to check it out, we will feed you uh, hamburgers from Iowa Meat Farms, and uh, Ballast Point has graciously sponsored the, the beer garden this year, so we'll have uh, plenty of beer, and then... Um, hot dogs and hamburgers and tuna fish that we have caught on our uh, long-range trip on the Vagabond. We um, we um, store the fish over at uh, Five Star Fish Processing, and we break it on out for this event. And we got seven barbecues going, uh, cooking the food as fast as we can. We feed everybody. It doesn't cost, any, it cost you anything. Just come on down. All we ask it, is you maybe buy a few awesome raffle party. tickets to help support the event. But um, come on down. It's a lot of fun. And, and uh, Wendy, you, you think that this is actually a party disguised as a fishing tournament? <laughs> it definitely is. I mean, it's so fun. I mean, I, I don't know how many people show up, 1,200, I don't know, uh, 1,500, but it, it's always packed uh, with non-fishermen and fishermen. And yes. it's just a really fun event um, for um, San Diego anglers and to help them raise funds. Yes, that's well, exactly what it does. Dwayne, you've got something happening, though, before the award ceremony and everything else like that. There's uh, there's another way that the, the public can participate in this event. In, uh, in, in, in what way? I, uh, I, I, missed, how, I missed what you were saying. How about a heck of a good raffle? <laughs> oh, the raffle. I'm sorry. Yeah, the raffle. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, the raffle, yes. Come on down. We have a giant raffle. Uh, um, all of our sponsors, uh, they participate and donate to the raffle, uh, Line included. And um, um, right after the award ceremony, we have this giant raffle, and it uh, goes all the way down to, I think, this year's grand prize is um, $1,000 cash donated from uh, Josh over at uh, Penske Ford there in La Mesa there. He's, he's donated the grand prize again this year. Right now, what quickly, uh, Dwayne? What are the dates that we should be paying attention to when it comes to this event? Um, uh, January twenty 
first, if I remember right off the top of my head, the last day that you can sign up for the tournament. Um, we have a lot of paperwork to do. As you know, you've done plenty of tournaments, John, and when you get one this size, there, there's a lot of stuff to do. So January 21st is the cutoff date, so if you're planning on getting uh, into the tournament, please go to the website, download an entry form, and get it into us so we can uh, get you in this year's tournament there. So January 21st is the cutoff date. Yeah, you just can't show up at the Shelter Island Long Tramp and then no. fish this thing. You've got to get your entry fee in uh, the week before so everything can be processed because there's insurances right. and staffing and all kinds of things that have to be yes. done, uh, You've done before this, before, this thing John. gets off the ground. <laughs> uh, now, now, Dwayne, we'll probably have you on at least uh, you know before this event. But another thing, and man, we're almost running out of time, but you just came okay. back. From Jill, Billy Chapman's Anglers Inn, and I am hearing that there's a chance you had just an epic trip down there. Epic trip. So we did the, the combo trip. So we first spent the first three days at El Salto checking it out. They had a surprise rainstorm. It brought the lake up five feet, and it settled in nicely. And the bass were biting. All the primary points had plenty of fish. I I don't even know how many bass we caught at El Salto. Our guide, Oscar, didn't have his clicker, and... But I can I, I can easily say it was in the hundreds. Our biggest fish went around six pounds. I think the biggest biggest fish in the group that was down there were somewhere around eight. Everybody's having a great time, top water morning and evening, and then crankbait fishing the rest of the day, lizards, uh, senkos, uh, any kind of plastics you wanted to use in uh, 10 to 15 foot uh, uh, deep spots uh, during the, the middle of the day. And then we all... Uh, uh, it's about an hour and 45-minute drive down to Lake Picachos, which is just outside of Matsalan. Billy has a beautiful lodge on that lake, too, and that was epic. The uh, the bass were eating topwater literally all day from the first cast in the dark, where you literally have to take the bass off of your plug with a flashlight. That's how dark it is till the last cast at night. It's the same thing. Uh, you could literally put your beach the boat there to go up to the lodge to get something to eat. And if you wanted to, you could make a cast behind you and catch another one on a popper right where they, right where they, they beach the boats out there. So fantastic fishing, hundreds and hundreds of bass every day on the poppers. I don't know if we've had a better uh, popper bite down there uh, since we've been fishing at Picachos. Fantastic well, is all I can say. Well, Dwayne, I, I appreciate that because we have a stream of customers coming into the shop here that are headed down to Lake El Salto and Picacho, always wondering uh, a current uh, 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 report on what's happening. I know you just came back from there, and you'd indicated that it was probably fishing-wise. Do you think one of the better trips you've been on? Yes, it's going to be gonna go down in the memory books. We had one year where we had frog fishing all day, but this popper bite all day long, uh, we've never experienced that before. Normally, as the sun comes up, the fish go into deeper water, but for whatever reason, the fish were staying on the banks, and Jesus, we hit one little pocket. It was like, uh, I don't know, they're all three to seven pounders, one after the other after the other, and uh, it was pretty epic. It was, all I can say is um, I didn't want to come home. <laughs> oh, right. Well, Dwayne, uh, you know, we were talking about the uh, San Diego Anglers Open Bay Bass Tournament for uh, 2020. And again, give us the dates that we uh, need to pay attention to and and uh, to get the entry and your entry fees in. Last day to sign up for the tournament is January 21st. And then the, the day of the actual tournament is uh, January uh, 25th down at Shelter Island Lawn Tramp. 
And if you'd like to come down and participate and not fish, I suggest that you get down there around uh, 1230 or 1. That's when they start to weigh the fish. Uh, the biggest stringers are coming in probably around 130 if you want to see that. Uh, it's a live weigh-in. All the fish are released back into the bay. So come and check it out. That's where all the excitement is. That's where all the families are hanging out, hoping that their loved ones uh, win the tournament. So January 25th, she'll try and launch round. All right, Dwayne, let's uh, let's talk in a couple of weeks, and you can give us an update with what's happening in the event. And thank you for that El Salto Picacho report and uh, giving up some of your Sunday to be with us. We look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, know, you for the invite. Comment. Yeah, go, Wendy, quickly. <laughs> I want to say um, the Boy Scouts are there helping out, and they do a fantastic job. That's right. True 51 is, a, is a, they after we weigh the fish and put them in the, re, the revival pool, the Boy Scouts run them down to our bass tube, and uh, it's a big piece of PVC pipe, a water pipe that slides them back into the bay, and they swim away so we can catch them next year. True 51. Right. That's another fun thing to bring uh, the kids down uh, to see that because they have a holding uh, pools where after the fish are weighed in, they're they're stabilized in the in the pools to make sure that they can be released in a great shape, and that'll give you an opportunity to see you know the sand bass and the calicos and the spotted Correct. bay bass and a few halibut and all the other critters that come in for the weigh-in. Wait, <laughs> that's right. Hey, we got to let you go, but thanks for being with us. And uh, again, we look forward to talking about the bay bass open here again in the next few weeks. Okay. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you, Dwayne. Hey, Wendy and I are going to have to take a break right now, but coming up next, Steve Yatomi is going to be with us from Adventure Travel Alliance. You're going to want to hear where this gentleman has fished and uh, how that's worked out in his life. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure... You have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. 
Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. Hey, everybody. This is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Rod Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, just this note from BajaBound.com, too. They are now offering watercraft liability insurance. You know, if you're taking your boat down to Mexico, now you can insure your boat, too, through BajaBound.com. Check out their website. There's all kinds of information you need to know before you go south of the border. BajaBound.com can supply all of it. So give them a, uh, give them a look-see. I think you're going to be glad you did. Hey, this is a guest I think I've been trying to get on the radio show here for about the past six months. Every time I contact him, he's in Indonesia, he's in Guam, he's in Peru, he's somewhere like that. This is a guy that's fishing all over the world. He's taking people fishing with him. He doesn't even consider himself a fisherman. I think he... Ex- he says he's an adventure explorer. Well, let's find out all about this gentleman. He is from the uh, uh, the uh, Adventure Travel Alliance. It's Mr. Steve Yatomi. Steve, welcome to Rod Real Radio. How you doing, John? Hey, we're doing well, and Wendy's with us tonight here too, uh, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hi, Wendy. Yeah. Stan is uh, on the road trying to make it back from Texas, so I know he was biting at the bit to say hello to you, and maybe he'll be joining us sometime during this interview, Steve. But, Steve, you you know, all of us, we go to school and we study algebra and we study arithmetic and spelling, and no one, uh, you know, I don't think studies to be a world traveler to go to fishing locations that uh, are in, in names of places that I can't even pronounce. Tell us a little bit about your background and how this all came about. Well, you know, I was just sitting and thinking about it. And growing up, 
We used to do a lot of perch fishing down you know, along Silver Strand, all the way up to Morro Bay. And then we started going to Mexico, just finding better water, quantity, and bigger fish at the time. So, and that was happening, I don't know, around 1960. So, you know, that was kind of the start of it because, you know, we say, okay, we'll stay local, catch a few fish here, but if we go to Sanctantine, you know, we'd, we'd catch a lot of fish. So that kind of started it, and and what really kicked it off was back in the early 90s, uh, we lost the permits to fish to Revilla Hijedos. So at that time, I was in the fishing big tunas and stuff. So, yeah, we lost that, so I decided, well, let's go to the Amazon. And uh, that was pretty much it. After going to the Amazon, I really haven't made a long trip. You know, I've done a couple six-day trips, but no long ones anymore. And been just concentrating on fishing, different locations around the world, hunting out the biggest species and, you know, best conditions to go fishing. So... Well, that, that's kind of what I've been doing for the last 25 years. Well, Steve, you know, you make it sound so casual. You're like, ah, I'm, let's say, ah, this week I, I want to go to, to Guyana and go fishing. <laughs> and I, I'm not inclined to step on an airplane, and I can't even tell you a name of a city in Guyana, to tell you the truth. Uh, how do you develop these these locations to go to or do lodges and businesses in these different parts of the world actually start seeking you out? Um, well, actually both. You know, the Guiana thing, I've been sniffing around there for a long time because it has good fishing, but it hasn't been safe. So, you know, just keeping an eye on it. And, and then finally it started to develop and, and it's turned out to be a real good one. So, but, yeah, you know, it's just logistics. You know, you have to learn what, where the danger is in your city. And every major city in the United States has danger. It's just up to you to know where it is and what type of danger it is and, and to stay away from there. So it's logistics like that and... And, you know, having good contacts on the other side, and that, that's something hard, you know. And I've learned to, to, you know, get two or three different resources to make sure that, you know, our travel's safe and everything else. So, but just as you were calling... I was working on another deal in West Papua. Somebody gave me a call and says, oh, you know what? I got some good water with some New Guinea black bass and spot bass in the same waters. So, you know, and this is something we're sorting out for maybe July. So, um, yeah, each, each one is a challenge. You know, back in September, somewhere around when you were trying to contact me, I went on a trip. 
and fishing was good, but the operation wasn't very good. And it doesn't, you know, it's a place where you couldn't send somebody, you know, halfway around the world. It took me three days just to get there. So, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, that's what we want to see is if we can develop it, if the operator has the right mentality, is he conservation-minded, um, you know, along with safety, and, and is the fishery good? Does the people, inhabitants or indigenous people benefit? You know, all these these things make a big difference. So it's a, it's a good recipe for success. So that's kind of what I specialize in. And, you know, my latest one, Guyana, you know, has been pretty good. You know, it's been getting rave reviews and... We only allow a hundred people in a year, so that what that means is like one week a month for a stretch of twenty miles. So you know, any water that rests for three weeks is going to be pretty good. So and and the money trickles down to the people. You know, I created it, but it's a hundred percent Amerindian owned. Um, I help them operate it. But, uh, you know, I help them utilize their resources. You know, back in history, we all know what what happens to the indigenous people. And and here we're just taking a little area and just trying to protect it. So with that being said, I wrote a proposal. You know, I've been watching Wendy getting into the politics of all this and I was saying to myself, <laughs> God, I just I just hate it. I just hate it. You know, this is fishing. I gotta love it, you know, fishing. And then when you get into any type of fishing then uh you hardly get to fish anymore. And then you ha- add the politics. So this is okay. I gotta do something here. This country doesn't have any fishing game laws and nothing to enforce what? it. So I wrote a proposal, and, you know, it's kind of based along our California fishing game laws about limits and how much you could take and and even all the way to enforcing it. So the WWF and the EPA of Guyana was pretty happy. They had never seen anything like this. And so it's going to go before Parliament. And what we're trying to do, what they're trying to do is make it a reserve. So that little block of of water, it'll be about 70 miles long, will be protected. So, yeah, the politics, I hate it. I just hate it, Wendy. But somebody's got to do it, and if you don't step up and do it, you know, nothing's going to get done. So thank you for that. (laughs) We're we're speaking with... We're speaking with Steve uh, Yatomi. And Steve, how do people get involved with going fishing with you through the Adventure Travel Alliance? Uh, uh, you offer, is it that you set up X amount of trips during the year and then you advertise that, hey, you're going to these places and then people uh, are able to contact you? And and, and there's got to be a certain weeding out process because I I know there's probably places in the world 
that maybe physically I can't go to or whatever it is. How do, how does this whole thing work out, Steve? Um, well, pretty much I, it's mostly by word of mouth. And then I do trade shows like I'm starting my venture tomorrow, heading up to Denver and then to Sacramento then come back down a little bit, then to Salt Lake City, and then down back down to Fred Hall. So that's one of the ways I reach out. Um, and people, I know, kind of keep an eye on me and wonder, wondering where I'm going to go next. Um, you know, like this New Guinea. It's really the wild, wild west, and it's a new frontier for fishing. Um Papua New Guinea's been around for a long time, but West Papua hasn't. So, you know, that's the kind of thing we're looking to develop right now. And between that and the, the great saltwater fishing they have, you know, these Napoleon Rasses and GTs and Trophy Dog Twos, it's just an amazing, amazing area. So that that's one of our last... Last areas, you know, around and also maybe around the Indian Ocean, around the Maldives. So, yeah. Wow. Um, and then, you know, as far as the process, I, I asked some questions. My oldest client is 92, and he does come to come with me to Guyana. And he comes for three weeks at that. So, you know, I just kind of go through what their physical abilities are. Um, and then pretty much I'll know what their mechanics are and, you know, if they can handle this type of fishing and have a good time. You know, this air pirate fishing isn't for everybody. You know, it's like going out there and throwing iron for a big yellowtail all day. So, you know, it's not for everybody. But, uh, you know... The guy that caught the biggest fish was 76. He caught a 500-pound arapaima, 121 inches by 54-inch girth, Dr. Leonard Koba. So, you know, here you go. You know, you have that element of of luck in that word fishing. So, Is, is most of your stuff freshwater? Uh, are you slowly evolving to salt water because you're going to places where that's a, a an untapped resource, the uh, saltwater fishing? Um, yeah, you know, I mainly do do freshwater. There's only a couple things that I'll do in saltwater now, and that'll probably be the west coast of Africa. There's an odd species called the Capitan or Threadfin Salmon. And they get up to over a hundred pounds, and I fish them like like I'm fishing calico bass, but you know with a forged forged hook, and they're pretty amazing. That and the bycatch is you know hundred hundred fifty pound tarpon. Um, other than that, you know, there's a couple of good places off the coast of Tanzania, and also in the south South Pacific for those uh, GTs and dog twos, stuff like that. But the the very special place is going to be around New Guinea. So, you know, it's a great dive spot. 
and the waters are extra beautiful, and, and you know, a lot of people haven't been over there. They haven't had access, but just recently there's a couple boats being able to get out there. All right. Hey, Steve, we've got to take a break right now. Can I ask you to please stay with us a little bit longer? Sure. All right. Hey, Wendy and I, we're speaking with Steve Yatomi. He is from Adventure Travel Alliance. He literally fishes the world, and he's sharing some of his experiences with us. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but we'll be back with Wendy and Steve after these messages. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization? but you just don't know who to contact. Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419 or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 
888-888-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. I always wear a life jacket when I'm on the water because I'm lazy. I like floating like a giant turtle covered with SPF 50. The life jacket does the work. I highly recommend this to everyone. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Wendy Toshihara and myself, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Our guest this hour is uh, Mr. Steve Yatomi from the Adventure Traveling Alliance. He's he's sharing with us some of his experiences from locations around the world that I've got to tell you, some of the cities I can't even pronounce. And Steve, I appreciate you being with us and, and sharing some of your travel adventures with us. Oh, great. I, I enjoy sharing them with you. Steve, do you have in your office there at at uh, the Travel Alliance, do you have a map that's on the wall with all kinds of little red pins on it from different places in the world that you've visited? And have you ever counted out actually how many places there are? Um, yes, I do. Um, 85, <laughs> 85 countries and about 900 cities. Wow. Is there is there a a bucket list for you or are there still locations that you would like to go to but because of politics or logistics or you know whatever it is you've still not been able to make it there? Um yes, I have a bucket list. Um kind of when I first started all this, I was going to Venezuela for 6 years. So that that'll be on my top of my bucket list to to go back there when it's safe. Um, next would probably be the Congo for big uh, Goliath tigers. Um, yeah, it's just it's just not safe there yet. Not safe to to my liking. And uh, you know, there's a couple odd places that I like to to go check out. In the middle of nowhere, um, like Ascension Island in the middle between uh, South America and, and Africa. Nice, great place for marlin and big tuna. Yeah, um, yeah, there, there's a, a few places. And then I still like, you know, some of these places I still go to. Like, I really thoroughly enjoy Guyana because of the species count and and uh probably heading over more towards south southeast asia you know there's been a lot of traffic in in brazil and and hopefully that'll change up a little bit um so that that's pretty much it for now and of course you know when i come back after the season i have to go bobbing around for 6 or 7 days on one of the long-range boats. And tell us, Steve, what are some of the species of fish that you really enjoy fishing for? And tell us what kind of gear that you use from rods and, and reels and lures to to be successful in catching those fish. Okay. Um, well, you know, on the gear thing, it's like this. I call it combat fishing. You're limited to what you can take. 
mainly you can most of the time it's 44 pounds, maybe 50 pounds. By the time you get your rods, reels, your clothes, your lures, you're you're pretty limited. So um, it gets down to the basics, and you learn to use what you have. So and with with that being said, um, for a long time, you know, being a a local tuna fisherman, and you know, one piece rods were the way to go. But I've recently changed over the last. I don't know, four years from three-piece and now to four-piece, and I really like them. They're really strong, they're light, and just really powerful. I mean, you know, they shut down and you can pull on fish. And, you know, I've only broken them being careless. So, <laughs> um, and other than that, you know, uh, the great reels, uh, they're just, as you know, these bait casters are little wenches now. So I'm, you know, fishing peacocks with 150s and 200s. I'm fishing air pimas with 300 size reels. New Guinea bass with 300 size reels. Uh, catfish at 300 pounds on 400 size reels. And tigerfish, 200 size reels. So you know my main my main uh, uh, stock of reels are one fifties to three hundreds. That that covers the spectrum. As far as line goes, uh, fishing in like Guyana, you can get away with fishing fifty pounds. In Brazil, I fish more like sixty five. And if the water's high, you got to fish in uh, the trees. Fish like eighty. Um, you know, on so a rod that's rated twelve to twenty-five on the whole, you know this this braid and rod ratings it, it doesn't jive when you're jungle fishing. So that's pretty much it. You know, um, I really sway away from the one-piece rods. American Airlines, we had an issue with them. I don't know. My rods were broken on my tip and my. My butt and looks like a forklift ran over it. So, <laughs> needless to say, I didn't have rods for a week. So, that wasn't too good. So, these travel rods, they're affordable. There's a great selection. I happen to use bone voyage rods, and they're four piece and they fit right in my bag. So, it's, it's a nice item, all the way up to, I don't know, 4X. Arapaima, big bait rod. So, yeah, and I don't know, from what I understand, they're making a tuna popping rod. So, you know, it, things are, are changing, more technology. Well, so, how about lures? Uh, uh, are there stand? Do you have like a, a standard arsenal of lures, or do you really have to change for each species? Uh, you know, because like obviously a catfish, you know, you're going to fish for it differently than you are, uh, you know, a tiger fish, let's say. Okay. Um, yeah, each each species is different. I mean, tiger fish, you know, you can take your salmon lures, your Vibrex number fives and sixes or the equivalent and, and pixie spoons. That's what tiger fish like. Um, you can't – all these fish – 
that I fish for, you can take plastic, but they're only good for one or two fish. So that means you got to bring 30 pounds of plastic along with, with, uh, lead heads. So that makes it, makes it hard. But the number one bait, if I were to go anywhere in the world would be a spoon. And, uh, my old friend, Steve Tanaka, the charter book fortune, he showed me one day he was stuck and he went in the kitchen, dug out in the galley on the fortune. And then he dug out a spoon and he made a, a spoon real quick and he was catching calicos like crazy. It's like, can I get one of those too? <laughs> but everywhere in the world that I go to, um, I just had great spoon fishing in Guyana. I did 121 peacocks in a day with a little three-eighths, half-ounce spoons. So, you know, it's just a match-the-hatch kind of deal. Um, the other thing is because of where I fish, I rarely take plastics unless it's uh, a company like Fang Ops that uses the ABS double-thick plastic. And the reason why is because all these fish I fish for, piranhas, payaras, tigerfish, they all have teeth. They all punch holes in plastics, and they take water on, and then you got to suck the water out and then break up the two-part epoxy and glue them up and everything. But with dual fang-ups, you don't need to do that. I've caught, they've lasted a couple weeks without any issues. You know, they're going to go on on three weeks. So we use those kind of lures or we use wood. You know, wood is very important because, you know, these toothy critters, if they don't pop a, a hole in it right away, then they're going to wear down the plastic quick. So that's another thing. And what's also very important is for most of these lures to be wired all the way through. You know, so these are all fr freshwater fish, but they all have attitudes. And and I'd say, I don't know, 90, 98% of them you have to fish with wire. That's really important. So are you taking the spectra and and then your leader is actually a wire and then you uh, your connection is a wire connection onto the lures? Uh, most of it, yes. Yes, like if I'm fishing in South America, most of it will be on with wire. If if they seem to be a little bit shy, I might, you know, break out like 80-pound or 100-pound model and then, you know, tie it onto the braid and fish it that way. Boy, and it is color? really make a difference or if you're using a spoon or a metal or something like that is it just something that uh, is uh, a flashy finish that uh, that you're using that is attracting these fish um see what's really important is the different types of water that we fish in some are is blue water some is green water and some is black water so you know in the black water it's better to get something shiny, brass or silver or fluorescent colors. Um, you know, your your blue water and green water is a lot more clearer, so you can get your more subtle colors. But colors does make a difference. 
you know, and the bright colors like your whites, reds, yellows, uh, fluorescent greens, they all really work good in uh, the Amazon. Explain to us what, uh, there may be some people listening out there that may, you know, they know blue water, they know clear water, they know green water, black water, they may not be as familiar with. Uh, uh, what do you mean by black water? Black water is, um, is tannin. Um, it's like tea water. A bunch of leaves fall in the river, and then it starts leaching, and then the water starts turning black. Now, it looks black from the top, but when you're diving it and swimming around in it, you, it's pretty clear. So it's, it's pretty interesting. And also the pH of black water is, is very low. It can get down to about 4.5. So you can imagine, you know, you're there taking a bath in the river and you use shampoo or soap, and it's just hard to get the soap off because the water is so soft. It's about 78 degrees and soft. And I, I guess I've heard uh, stories that in, uh, in black water, it's also hard for bugs to survive in that. So usually those are areas that uh, are not necessarily bug infested, at least waterborne bugs. Right. You know, the, the mosquitoes can't breathe in that water because it's too acidic. Now, with that being said, there could be small pockets of water in the, in the rainforest where, you know, they could be breeding, but it's not very evident. It's not like you're up in Alaska or Canada or anything like that. It would be small, isolated things. And if anything, then like in Guyana, it's biting flies. In Colombia and in Venezuela, it's sand fleas. In Brazil, it's kind of like no seams under the table, no seams. So, and, and the and, best thing, the best thing I would tell your listeners is, you know, it's best not to get bit. So, what do you do? Wear long pants, and during that those times, you know, if they're heavier than others, which seems to be around four o'clock. Tuck your pants in your socks. Um, these bugs are attracted to heat and scent, so they're going to come out your pant legs, your sleeve cuffs, and your neck. So, you know, and that's where you want to spray your repellent, on your clothes, not so much your skin. So, and you won't have any issues. We've got to take uh, uh, another break. Can I ask you to stay with us for just a little bit longer while we uh, try to flagrantly go out and sell something? Sure. <laughs> hey, Wendy and I were speaking with uh, uh, Steve uh, Yatami from uh, uh, Adventure Travel uh, Adventure Travel Alliance, uh, talking about fishing the world and some of the different species he's gone after. Uh, there's more Rod and Reel Radio to come, but we got to take a break right now. We'll be back after these messages. This is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly 
easily at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Hey, Bass Fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? If you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262, or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensAndCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archives shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, Wendy and I, we want to welcome you all back to Ron Real Radio. Our guest this hour is Steve Yatomi from the Adventure Travel Alliance. We're talking to Steve about fish in the world. And, and Steve, is there one fish that you think about that just goes through your mind that you've just got to go back again and try and catch that uh, uh, just always excites you? Um. I guess I have more access to peacock bass, and I just love 
catching peacocks. It, to me, it's like catching calicos and smallies and stuff like that. So that that's probably my my go to go to fish. Um, I can't really say Juan John because the other flip side is is these New Guinea bass. You know, I spent a lot of time growing up not knowing what New Guinea bass was, but going down to, to visit Bob Butler and spending some time over at the south end of Sarabo Island pulling on Doug to snapper. And when I found these things, fish in, in freshwater, I just fell in love with them. Wow. So, you a, know, how about a, there, there, there's just a few, but I'd say peacocks. You know, I'm in search for a real big one. And 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 a nice New Guinea bass. What is your biggest peacock? Uh, biggest peacock's twenty four. Oh, wow. nice. nice. And how about a location? Is there a, a location that you're just biting at the bit every year to get back to? Well, you know, I I spent sixty days in Brazil looking around because I had stopped selling peacock bass in Brazil for a while now. And mainly the reason was there's too many operators. You know, there's, um, I just spoke to somebody there, there's 60 operators now in the basin. And when I first started back in the 90s, there's only, there's less than 10. So it's getting awful crowded. So, but this last, in September, I was there snooping around. And I found a river that's opening up after 14 years. So... That one's going to be a good one. Um, you know, the rivers are different. Now we, we're talking about black water. Well, there is, like, really black water that looks like oil. And here's the negative thing is, is that the fish that live in that water are also dark brown or black. But this river that, that Joao Paris is a black uh, water river, but the colors in the fish are beautiful. And there's big fish there. So, you know, after being closed for, for 14 years, there's a good chance of getting some nice big ones out of there. So. And, Steve, what do you yep, what do? We're you looking do? forward to oh. that. Wendy, did you have something to say? Yeah. Steve, what do you do with regards to language barriers? Uh, do you speak a lot of different languages? Do you arrange for interpreters? Uh, how do you how, how do you go about uh, getting around like that? Um, I mainly arrange for interpreters. Um, I can get by in in Brazil with with my Portuguese and in Guyana the native language there is English. I don't understand any New Guinean or Indonesian or anything like that, Malay. So I have to get interpreters. Okay. And how do people now get in contact with you and find out, do you have different scheduled trips or do you also work on, you might get a group of people or maybe even a couple of individuals that say, hey, I want to go to this destination in the world, and I want to catch these. Can you arrange a trip for me? Uh, does it also work like that? Um, yeah, and if I can't do it for them, I'll send them to the right place that, that would take good care of them. You know, John, I'm like an older guy, and I grew up in a time where we used to have service. So, you know, I pride myself in, 
and holding these people by the hand and making sure that they're do their my best to make sure their bucket list fish gets obtained and and then uh, and and making sure they have a good time. So yeah. Yeah, and is there a time that you're, you know, I I see what you're doing and have been following you for a little while, and it just seems like you're expanding here. Is there is there going to be a time when you go, eh, wait a minute, uh, i got to cut down a little bit here, or I need to spend more time doing something else or going somewhere else, or is this just a passion that you can't get enough of? Um, I think it's pretty much a passion, you know, because the fishing is just a small part of it. It's the culture and people that I meet and, and, you know, the, the people that I help and, and all that educate, you know, so their river will be more sustainable and their children will have a better life, you know, that kind of thing. So it's gratifying and, and I love the travel so far. Um, you know, getting to Indonesia was pretty rough, you know, when it takes three days to get somewhere, it's tough. So, yeah, you know, maybe not so many of those trips, but I'm going to try and knock them out before I can't do them anymore. But, uh, yeah, you know, people call me up, they can get a hold of me. Uh, either on my website or Facebook page or see me at the shows, um, you know, that kind of thing. We have some really good cutting-edge stuff coming up at um, 1990 prices. So, wow. yeah. So if, if anybody's interested in some peacock bass fishing, you know, have them give me a call and give them all the info. What's your website, and again, how's the best way to get a hold of you, Steve? Um, the best way is to call me at 805-501-7403 or, or email me at atafishing at gmail.com. Those are That's the two 18. best ways to get a hold of me. Yeah, and because I know because I've had conversations and contact with you and You've been in some places that, uh, again, where you're contacting me from, I, I, I never thought I could get anywhere near that. And here you are. You've got cell reception, <laughs> and we're talking back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Technology, it's pretty amazing. You know, now we have satellite Internet. And, you know, when I first went to Guyana, um, you know, there was no connection and things were normal, but now there's starting to be a connection and I see these little five year old kids sitting down looking at a phone. It's like, oh my God, it's hitting here too. <laughs> Stephen, I, I can't imagine a better ambassador uh from the United States, you going out and and instead of uh you know you know uh overusing the resources of you actually showing the people of those regions how important their resources is and how to take care of it and how to promote it to their benefit so that their life